You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 45. Happy Valentine's week, everybody. Do I have a special Valentine's gift for you? We are breaking records over here right now. In this episode, we have our first male guest and our first married couple. How cool is that? Now, you might be following their popular Instagram account, Godly Dating 101, where they are sharing convicting and encouraging messages for the modern single Christian. Safa and Tavares Gray stopped by the podcast to give hope surrounding godly relationships. Single, married, not sure what status you should display on Facebook, Safa and Tavares will speak to both ladies and gents on this amazing episode, Putting God First, Trusting Him in the Waiting, and Why It's Important to Have a Godly Life. I truly hope this will inspire you all, no matter what situation you are in. Here is episode number 45 that I am calling Love and God with Safa and Tavares Gray. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Guys, I am beyond excited to tell you about a new feature that I am rolling out this year on the podcast, voice memos. That's right. If you've been listening and the Lord just has been blessing you, I'd love to hear about it. Also, if you have a question about anything that we have discussed on the podcast or about Hello Awesome in general, I want to know. So call one 698 to leave a voice memo that might be used on a future episode of the podcast. How exciting is that? Again, that's one 698 to connect to the official Hello Awesome podcast voice mailbox. Leave some love or a question and keep tuning in because you might just hear yourself here on the podcast. Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear, so take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time, but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters? Enter in Patreon. 
Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash helloawesome. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash hello awesome to become a hello awesome Patreon today or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much and just giving a little bit to hello awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing. Did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? That's right. Just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order and you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. We are here today with new guests. That's right plural we have a first on the podcast our first married couple now you may know them as the voices behind the popular instagram account godly dating 101 and i'm so very excited to chat with Tavares and safa gray today in fact there are two records being broken here today it's our first married couple and our first male guest so congrats guys (laughs) i'm honored (laughs) yeah you should be so let's start with this. Uh, intro- let's start with an introduction. Um, I'll leave it up to you who gets the answer first. But can you both please just introduce who you are and what you do? Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I am Safra Gray, uh, the wife of the Godly Dating wow. One Hundred and One, wow. <laughs> as everyone knows him as. Um, I am from South Florida. Um, well, born in Jamaica, but I was raised in South Florida, and that is. Uh, where Tavares and I met. Um, he also uh, was from is from South Florida, um, and I. The the rest is history. I mean, as far as how we met and everything, um, that's how we met, and um, we were friends for about I want to say, we've been friends for about eleven years, um, and um, I went off to college at USF, the University of South Florida in Tampa, and Tavares went off to the military. Um, and I did not think that, you know, it was in my future for us to be together. Cause like I said, we were just friends. We weren't really exploring a relationship with each other. Um, but God had other plans and here we are today. Um, I am, well, was a stay at home mom. I recently got a job. Um, so I am no longer a stay at home mom. Tavares is a stay at home parent now. <laughs> pray, saints, pray. So, nice. I mean, it's been, it's been, we've recently relocated to Tampa, Florida. So it's been, it's definitely been a learning experience and a lot of new changes, but we are grateful and we're thankful to God for um, just um, directing our paths and providing for us. And um, yeah, I mean, in my spare time, I love to write and 
uh, read, which I need to do more often. <laughs> and um, help Tavares with um, the social media platform that we do have when I get the time and um, yeah, and spend time with my, my family. Uh, so that's a little bit about me, Tavares. You want to tell them a little bit about you? Yeah, you just said a mouthful. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm married to Mrs. Golly Dating, I guess. Um, Tavares Gray, born and raised in Miami. Uh, like she said, we just got out of the military in August, so I spent five years in the Navy. That was a fun ride, but yeah, I knew my time was up, wasn't where God wanted me. Um, as she was saying, we've been married three years. We have a little boy. His name is Zion. He's a year and about five months or so now. <clears throat> and I don't know. I'm ready to dive into the podcast. I'm not great at <laughs> this is me type questions. You know, I don't know how to answer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That was great. Wow. That's such an amazing story though. I love when that happens. And that's kind of similar to my story with my husband is we were friends first, which I highly recommend by the way, yes. to those yes. listening. Agreed. 100%. So awesome. Yeah. So Tavares, uh, you first, I want to know in your own words, can you just share with me the thought process leading up to creating Golly Dating 101? Like what was your why? Yeah. So it's weird how it started because people ask me a lot as though I got some, you know, big vision in, you know, my sleep, but it wasn't really like that. My brother and I, we used to tweet all of the time, you know, so we're big on social media and then we're just like, Hey, let's create that account together. And then, you know, when you're sharing, you know, when you have time, then I share when I have time, whatever. So we had a, a Twitter account called anointed misfits. So you know, typically when you're saying anything that's apostolic, a lot of times people have a lot of questions or confused, but regarding anything, not just, um, you know, doctrine, we, we tweet about, you know, but whenever I tweet about relationships, I'd always get way more retweets and likes and questions mm -hmm. and people, you know, asking questions and all that type of stuff. So, you know, just like, well, this is interesting, you know, it was just like, well, I, I guess people actually care to listen to what I have to say, <laughs> you know, and then after a few weeks, you know, just to my brother, like, Hey, I think, I think God is leading me to change, you know, the page into a relationship thing, you know, something I was praying about. Then, you know, he was just like, oh, well, if you feel that way, then go ahead. Then I went from there. But I guess what you can say, what really kept it going was the fact that there were so many people in like in broken relationships in the church Myself being in, you know, relationships that should had no business being in, um, you know, a lot of people struggling with lust, you know, a lot of people and even married people, you know, some of them aren't open about it, but a lot of people are struggling in their relationships, you know, so I was just, every time I'd go to like marriage seminars or even look at my parents right now, they're married 30 years, you know what I mean? And I'll see the good they've done and then I'll try to learn from the bad that they've done. You know, so it was always a matter of trying to, you know, give people that wisdom so that, you know, they can be in godly relationships, you know, so that just kept me, kept me going, you know, in regards to posting along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, that is very important. And I think that's definitely key is once you start seeing those responses, it kind of lets you in a little bit on that person's life. Like yeah. my pastor always said, he always says this, most of the time when somebody asks a question you can tell who they are by how they asked that question mm -hmm. or like how they worded that question. There's so much there. So when people have, you know, relationship questions, I'm sure you kind of look at the question like, okay, they have, they have way more to say here than they're really saying. 
that happens a lot. But sometimes I have to ask people, because um, a lot of times they'll ask questions and sometimes I feel, okay, let me just help them. But mm-hmm. sometimes I have to ask, like, did you speak with any spiritual leadership about this? Because there's no way people are thinking like this in the church, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like I had no idea people had these type of questions, you know? Yeah. So it's a matter of sometimes when I feel like they're asking something that is extremely vague and I, I'll literally tell them, can you get to get to the point? Tell me what it really is. Like, mm-hmm. don't beat around the bush, you know, because that's where we get to the that's how we fix it by getting to the root of it. And I feel like a lot of times people ask these questions and if you're paying attention, it's a bigger underlying issue that you're scared to, you know, mm-hmm. bring about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. And I think even just them asking the question, they already know in their own mind, they have their own guilt and shame probably attached to it. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And as somebody who wasn't brought up in the church, um, I think one of the biggest things that surprised me was how, there's just so many similarities to relationships no matter what. And I think that that kind of took me by surprise because I was like, hey, y'all are supposed to be Christians in here. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be Christians, but, um, you know, some relationships were not really Christ-like anyway. But yeah, it's just because we're human. And so yeah. that's the bottom line. And so I think mm-hmm. what's been awesome about seeing your account is everybody's kind of reaching that point where we're all saying hey we're human we don't have it all figured out but let's help each other right Mm -hmm. correct so i want to know tavares how have you seen god move through godly dating 101 um it's weird in plenty of different ways and i guess the best best way to explain that would be through like the testimonials i get Mm -hmm. like there's sometimes when people are in the comments like hey bro can you talk about a different subject you know and and I get that, but I mean, like I literally have thousands of folks, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do on social media, you know? So sometimes you try to post something that caters to one demographic, but there are times when I just feel like God is leading me to talk about a topic and then I'll get someone to message me like, wow, that was definitely confirmation. Um, I just prayed about this, I spoke, you know, and I've been asking God, can you, whatever the case may be, they've been praying and then God will, you know, give them the clarity they need. There's so many people that are like, Hey, I broke up with XYZ. I knew the relationship was bad. I knew it wasn't good for me. I knew she was the wrong type of person I should be dating. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it it makes you feel like the work isn't in vain, I guess you can say, because Mm -hmm. someone messaged me and this wasn't someone who ever asked for advice, but they they messaged us a couple of weeks ago and they were like, Hey, you don't know me, but, and they sent a screenshot of a post from maybe about four years ago. And they were like, you made this post and it really hit me. I I dropped the relationship and I committed my life back to God. And then I said, you know, God, you know, whenever, when you work it out. And I believe she said it wasn't long after she met the guy, she was actually going to end up being engaged to. And she sent me the pictures, I believe of their engagement pictures or just her and the guy. And then they got engaged after. So it just makes me realize that just like the, the pulpit, you can have a, a outlet and a platform to, to speak to God's people in any way. So I've seen a lot of people, you know, get out of bad relationships. A lot of people recommit their relationships to God. A lot of people, you know, get that, that peace they need regarding the relationships they've been praying about. So I've mm-hmm. seen, you know, people, you know, come out of some terrible situations and, and I've even had, you know, Muslims and even gay people, you know, re- so people of all different types of things outside of Christianity come up to me about advice. Well, I wasn't giving advice for a gay relationship, so let me mm-hmm. <laughs> let me clarify. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they they'd ask for advice, or and you know I'd be able to address them with, with the truth and obviously in love. But 
there have been some times when people even asked about what do I actually believe, you know, because they would see Acts 238 posted or see certain verses posted. And then they're wondering, you know, if my church doesn't talk about it, but you're talking about it, you're somebody I see of influence, yeah. then it allows them to see that maybe there's more to Christianity or maybe there's more God has mm-hmm. for them. You know, yeah. so I've seen a lot of people go from bad situations to better. And hopefully, you know, the, those that hear the, hear the words or I, I guess my opinion, and if it's backed up with scripture, hopefully they're taking heed. But I've seen a lot of people's lives being changed through the page. I also realize that um, Godly Dating gives people hope that there are truly godly relationships. And mm-hmm. not just by the things we post. Yes, that's great and everything. But it's the, the, the message behind the page and also the way they see us living. Yeah. I think that's the biggest key because we, if, if, if people knew us, you know, people who know us personally, as well as um, people online, if they were to find out or to know us to be people who are living double lives, who are not living up to the standards that we are posting about um, in our statuses, yeah. then I don't think that the page would have the impact that it does. But because we are not perfect, we're not perfect, but we are trying and we are, you know, allowing God to be at the center of our relationship. I feel like that's where the that's what has the biggest impact. Oftentimes, even on my personal page, sometimes people message me and they go, "Wow, you know, thank you, thank you for sharing, you know, even the the most intimate the intimate part of your life, you know, your relationship, and for allowing us to see that there is still hope. There is there are still godly relationships out there, and I think mm-hmm. that I don't know. I feel like as Christians, sometimes as young people, especially, um, they lose hope. We lose hope. And the fact that there are, there can actually be godly relationships out there. There can actually be, we can get married and it can be something that God is pleased with. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think that is um, like the biggest impact that I see that the page, uh, the page uh, offers like hope, hope for, for our generation, you know? So, Yeah. No, that's really incredible. And that is true. There's so many people that are struggling with different things and especially in relationships. And I bet when they look around, they might only see broken relationships. I mean, some people mm-hmm. are really coming from bad homes, you know, maybe even their parents used to go to church, but maybe they don't anymore. You know, some backslidden families, some people that really just don't see those kind of relationships out there. And so it's just very encouraging, I think, for um, all like you said, people from all walks of life that, yeah, there's hope, like God right. really can restore, you know, relationships and can bring you to the right person. Yeah. I, I love that. Actually, Saf, I wanted to talk to you about when you were getting to know Tavares a little bit more. I mean, you guys said you were friends for 11 years, but on a different level, you know, dating brings you to a different level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you start seeing that he had a burden to kind of share these real issues, but on a public forum. How did that make you feel that he was, you know, publicly sharing these things, you know, that are kind of intimate? I, I felt like that was admirable. Um, for one, before meeting Tavares, I feel like I'm a little bit more outspoken now, but before meeting Tavares, I was very quiet, very shy. I rarely share things You're about welcome. myself. <laughs> I rarely share things about myself. I know that God has, um, you know, entrusted me with a voice and he wants me to share it. And I feel like getting married definitely brought me out of that comfort zone just a little bit. I'm still working on it, but that was very admirable. But I felt like he didn't have a fear of spreading, you know, truth. He had a passion for it and just spreading truth about God, whether in regards to dating or just 
in what we believe in general. And so I really, really admired that. And I realized that, you know, he wasn't doing it for um, popularity. I mean, it's sometimes it scares me how big godly dating is. I honestly never realized it, but when you really think of the numbers that the amount of people that follow us, um, it, it's quite scary. And, um, for God to entrust us with that amount of followers, um, you know, for us to be such big influencers and it's not like Tavares is posting, you know, every picture like, you know, of himself with a quote or it's not about that. Um, half the time people don't even know who runs the page. Yeah. They don't know that it's him behind the page. Sometimes they think it's me. Sometimes they think it's a woman because they don't believe that a man could have so much knowledge or talk mm -hmm. about, um, you know, respecting females, respecting relationships the way he does. He does not mm -hmm. do it for fame. He doesn't do it for an ulterior motive um, for himself. Um, and so to me, that was the most admirable thing. The fact that he was humble about it and so passionate about it and just spreading truth, no matter what some people come, you know, on the page and, you know, they might not, even if you say it in a respectful way, they don't agree with, with what we say and, you know, they might bash it, but he does not care. It, it doesn't matter. He tries to spread truth regardless. He's not going to sugar, sugarcoat it or, um, you know, hide it under a bush. He's going to let you know this is right and this is wrong. And so. I really admired that about him. Yeah. Oh, thanks, B. <laughs> that was really sweet. That was good. I love that. I love that you encouraged him and, you know, that you saw it for what it really was and you saw his heart and his motives mm -hmm. because I think sometimes, and I'm going to try and say this gently, but I do think sometimes when one spouse or just one person, if you're dating, they start going one direction and following God, it's easy for the other one to maybe get a little jealous of their attention that they're giving God or, you know, right. the attention that they're giving other people yeah. like the ministry and mm -hmm. Instagram can be a ministry. You know, God has given us a platform to, you know, spread the gospel and even through, you know, a different topic like relationships, like Tavares was saying, you know, people are asking what's Acts 238. So it's right. like to share you're basically sharing his heart with other people. Some women don't like that, that, you know, yeah. that can be kind of possessive. So I think God really brought you together because he knew that you are the wife that Tavares needed, you know, to, to move forward. And that yes, he as well. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I completely agree. Like I said, I'm married myself. So I know the importance of having your own separate walk with God. And so I wanted you both to kind of share a little bit about, why people waiting for marriage should strengthen their faith beforehand, like during the waiting. You want to start or? Yeah, you can start now though. Um, I think it's plenty of reasons, but I want to say one of the biggest is it's not as easy after you're married. Um, I, I think a lot of people are, I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it. Safa will correct me later, but I think they're kind of delusional when it comes to what they believe marriage entails, you know, mm -hmm. because it's a matter of if you want to fast, you can do whatever you can fast whenever you want when you're single. But technically, if you're married and your wife comes home, she just had a long day of work and she's thinking there's going to be dinner. You're like, no, babe, we're fasting. And it's just like, um, we need to discuss that. You know what I mean? And I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand that it's so much that you can be doing for God. And a lot of people wait until they get married because it's like they feel that's the most important ministry right. mm -hmm. and i get families an important ministry raising their children is probably the hardest thing god will ever entrust into you you know mm -hmm. bigger than marriage you know so all of these factors come into play and it's a matter of 
will you be ready for that time? Because mm. a lot of people there, I don't believe a lot of people prepare themselves for what, you know, they're praying about, you know, so a lot of times people are like, God, I want a godly spouse. But in order to have a godly spouse, you need to live a godly life right. because that godly spouse is going to always correct what you're doing. And then you're going to feel like they're being critical. You're going to feel like they're always nagging or they're over spiritual when in reality, no, they're just living a godly life and they expect that from you as well. You know, so I, be, I believe that, you know, we really have to work on ourselves, you know, so marriage comes with a lot of conflict and every married person listening understands that, you know, so a lot of people are rushing into conflict and have no idea how to deal with conflict. I just wanted to um, kind of piggyback off of what he said about when you're married, um, you don't have as much time to spend with God. So that's why it's, it's super important to establish your own relationship with him, um, your separate relationship with him before you get married. I know, Jason, you could probably attest to that, to that being a wife and a mom. Mm -hmm. um, before yeah. I got married to Tavares, I had all the time in the world. And that's the problem. I thought I had all the time in the world. Yeah. I wasn't looking to get married um, when Tavares and I started um, started t dating and talking. Um, and then I got married and then I became a mom. And then now um, I have to fight to find time um, for myself. I have to be so, so intentional just to get time away in order to spend with God. Um, so I, when, when people come to me now and they ask me advice about, you know, you know, relationships and stuff, I tell them, don't rush, you know, spend as much time with God as you can, because that time is so precious and you are going to really appreciate it even more when you get married. Um, so I definitely think it's, that's, that's one reason it's, it's super important to, you know, to, to, you know, find that or establish your own relationship with God. And also it'll help you in marriage. Like Tavari said, marriage come with conflicts and issues and stuff like that. Marriage is hard. Marriage is hard and God needs to be at the center of it. How can he be at the center of it if you never really had a relationship with him to begin with? Yeah. I think if, if you don't have a relationship with God before marriage, sometimes when you get into marriage, you place your spouse as an idol. They become your God. And yeah. before you realize it, you're worshiping them. You're doing everything for them and you're not praying anymore. You're not reading anymore. You're not fasting anymore. It's your spouse, your spouse, your spouse, your spouse. And we have to be careful because at that point, God will humble you and he will allow something or whatever to happen so that you can realize and that you can continue to put him first, that you will put him first again. If you don't do it on your own, he will humble you himself. Yeah, and so that's super important. And I feel as though if you are, if your relationship with God as a single person is so strong and so is the person that you intend to be together, it, intend to be with, imagine the damage you could do for the kingdom together. When you do get together, imagine if, if the, the two of you guys are, you know, your relationship in God is strong just by yourself. I think we would be unstoppable, right? Yeah. Um, so remember, marriage is to just glorify God. That's what it's for. And we, in order to do that, we really have to have our separate relationships with him Amen. and come together and, and, and um, you know, give him glory. She just preached right now. You're saying <laughs> Uh, we're gonna pass the offering. We're gonna do altar <laughs> call right now, right? right <laughs> no, but that is so good, and that's so true because I have seen it, and um, I have seen it myself in many situations with friends or different uh, situations where you know one spouse did place the other one as an idol, and it just broke my heart because we we're not we're not created to fulfill each other that way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. we have certain things that we are supposed to, you know, take care of for each other, but there is only space for God in our hearts that only he can fill. And so right. when we Absolutely. try and put people in there, it's like a broken puzzle piece or a wrong puzzle piece. It's just not going to fit. So no. I do appreciate you talking about that because I've seen that a lot. And I feel like, and maybe you can like, um, talk into this a little bit is sometimes I've seen it where there's such a rush because I, I don't know if it's because people feel like it's going to be difficult, like trying to be pure longer or what, but I do feel like sometimes there's such a push, um, so that they are married maybe because they, like you were saying, they almost see that as like the goal as like the, you know, the idol, like this is like the prize. This is when you've made it. So maybe you can talk into why it's important for us to not look at marriage as like the goal at the end of the finish line, but maybe as part of the journey. Um, I've made a post recently about, um, I think they called it destination addiction. And the problem is you're always seeing, you know, your end goal as, as whatever, whatever the end goal is, mm-hmm. say you're in college, all you're thinking about is the degree at the end of the day. Or say, you know, when you're cooking, all you're thinking about is the, 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 the you know what I mean, eating. You never know? enjoy the moment. You never enjoy the moment. You know, and that's a problem because it's a matter of we always think the end goal is the best thing. And while I believe heaven at the end of the day is the best thing, we also have to learn the beauty of growing while we're here. We also, we have to live here. We're not going to just, we're not going to, God take me now. You know what I mean? That's not your prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to learn to embrace the process because it's the process that gets us ready for it. You know, a lot of times we're just like, man, I can't wait to be married, but we won't do all the the necessary steps. I believe they're necessary before that marriage comes because there's so many things that, that we don't realize that it prepares us for. It's like in sports. If none of these athletes go out there and just perform at a high level without preparing. None of these people are successful at what they do without getting re- ready for it. I believe that mm-hmm. we all, we have to stop rushing the process because right. when we don't rush the process, then we can we can appreciate what God is doing. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's kind of like an Abraham situation. God called them. He said, I'm going to make out of you, you know, a great nation. And you're saying that to a man who him and his wife can't have any kids. You know, and what happens? He goes and he does it his own way and he has a baby with Hagar instead of the promise that God gave him. And a lot of times when we don't wait on God's promise or we don't embrace the process God has us in or the waiting that God has us in, we go out and we do things the wrong way or we go out and we sin or we go out and we just step out of God's will. But when we trust God's timing, then that's when a promise has come. You know, so I believe it's, it's a matter of just just embracing where God has you and stop thinking that you have to be at a certain place in life because someone else is there. You know, we're not in competition with anybody, but social media can cause us to believe that we are, you know? So I'm not, I'm not trying to drill it into people's head, but I believe it's just a matter of learning to learning to embrace the season that you're in. Because if you're always looking at marriage as the end goal or, or, I'm honoring God with my body because I want a spouse. No, you should be honoring God with your body because you want to honor God. You know, it's not a matter of everything you're doing is just to get that spouse, to get that spouse, mm-hmm. to get that spouse. Right. Because if you get that spouse and you don't have God, then you really don't have anything at all. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of trying to embrace where God has you so that whether the spouse comes today or next year, it's not like you're going to lose sleep right. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's really good. And that's so important to remember. And it's definitely hard when you're in the moment, you know, living your life. And it's so easy for us to have our, you know, goals set out. And, you know, we live in such a world that, you know, they glorify the hustle and they glorify goal setting and they glorify getting to the next thing. You know, they do glorify, you know, those destinations, which that's not a bad thing to have those, but it's when we are obsessive, like you were saying, it's when we, when we, we really are addicted to the next thing that we're not really enjoying the journey and enjoying right now. And I think that's so important. That's definitely something that we have to always keep in mind, especially, you know, those who are single. So, uh, right now, I really would love it if you each would take just a few minutes and speak into somebody's life right now, maybe who has waited so long for the promise of a spouse, but they're feeling, you know, weary living the single life and they're really discouraged by the overall situation. Maybe they're looking around their church and they're like, God, nobody here <laughs> is for me at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So maybe Tavares, you can speak to the fellas and Safa, you can speak to the ladies, um, what they need to hear right now. Um, as in, in regards to that, someone, you know, maybe, maybe there are ladies out there. I'm sure there are, um, you know, waiting and feel like, Oh God, when is my time going to come? Um, honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but wait on God. I saw a quote, um, I've, I've seen it often, actually, and I completely agree 100% with it. It says, God has perfect timing, never early, never late. It takes a little patience and it, it takes a lot of faith, but it's worth the wait. Wait on God. I mean, no matter what we do, no matter you know what our plans are, God's plans for us are far greater yeah. and far better than the plans that we we've had for ourselves. To be honest, um, and this this is you know just me being transparent. Um, when Tavares um, and I, when, before he he started, you know, we started talking and dating and stuff. I didn't see myself with him. And it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's um. a handsome guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I all, I had all these expectations in my mind of who I thought I should be with. Right. I mean, Tavares is a year younger than me. And I always thought that I, I should be with someone older than me. Right. Cause older guys are more the mature, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I also said to myself, I would never in my life in a million years, marry anyone in the military. Like that's not happening. No armed forces, no um, um, duty like, you know, police officers or no one that's risking their lives on on a day-to-day basis in that capacity. Um, I always said that that was never a plan of mine. And so, you know, when Tavares uh, first approached me and, you know, he wanted to get serious and, you know, he really let me know his heart's desire. I was just like, God, is this really what you have for me? Because this isn't what I pictured my life being, you know, and, you know, even, you know, you, 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 when, of course I fell in love with him and we got married and Woo! everything and, <laughs> yes, Lord. um, but, but as time passed, it wasn't until, you know, we were a couple, you know, months, years and whatever, I started to realize how God orchestrated, like he strategically orchestrated my life. And even though these weren't the plans that I had, whatever all this that he had for me turned out even better than i thought it would right i mean yes i married someone in the military and you know um but i feel as though um i grew from all of this and god opened up doors through all of you know from me marrying someone in the military god opened up you know we were able to have our first baby um while he was in and we didn't pay a dime 
(laughs) you know, military pretty much, you know, covers all of that. And um, even the opportunities after he's out of the military, um, you know, I, I have been able to get you know, a job because of his, his, um, because of his military service and his service to our country. And even just, um, you know, other things about our relationship, I thought, you know, God is really, is this really going to work? But now when I look back, I'm like, man, you really set me up and I, it's better than I could ever imagine. So I feel as though when you truly wait on God and you, you say, God, you know what, these are my plans, but Truly, all I want is for your will to be done in my life. Mm-hmm. God will step in and he will shock you. Yes. So that's my, that is my, um, my little two cents to, to the ladies. Just wait on God. Um, I'm going to repeat it one more time. God has perfect timing. Never early, never late. It takes a little patience and it takes a lot of faith, but it's worth the wait. I don't have a cute saying like that for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I'd say to them is, God knows the desires of your heart, you know, and a lot of times we, we pray that prayer, you know, Psalm 37, God, you know, desires of my heart. So that means, you know, if we, if we delight ourselves in him, he's going to give it to us. But what I want us to also understand is when God made Adam, God made Adam with a purpose. You know, a lot of people would say God gave Adam a job, which would mean fellas go get a job, but I'm not going to get into that. But my thing was Adam was walking in his purpose and God was the one who decided it wasn't good for a man to be alone. God was the one who said, no, it's, that's not the way he, he wants the man to live. You know, so when we go out of our way and decide to just pick up whoever's in a skirt, you know what I mean? We can go about it the wrong way. But when we, mm-hmm. we operate in our calling, when we get busy doing what God has for us, God will open that door. God will lead us to that woman. You know, so a lot of times, you know, men are sadly men are waiting on women to pursue them you know and that's a huge issue that's in a church and that needs to be addressed men are called to pursue the woman you know so i'd say to men get active doing what god has called you to do and not only that but be willing to pursue i believe god made us that way because a man is probably more likely to take rejection better than a woman in in my opinion you know i could be wrong but in my opinion you shut you tell a woman now i'm not interested she may go into depression. You tell a guy he's not interested, he may talk to your friend. It, it's, it's just how men are. <laughs> uh, it's, it's sad to say, but that's literally how, how it can be, you know? And yeah. it's just a matter of be willing to just be active in your calling because you don't want to wait until you find a godly woman to realize God called you to preach. You need to be preaching mm-hmm. now so God can mm-hmm. open your eyes and give you the discernment you need to know when this woman is just a sister and this woman is a woman worth pursuing. You know, so I believe that as men, you know, we need to get active in what God has called us to do. And second, be willing to pursue, be willing to pray about it. God, this is the woman that, you know, I have my eyes on, you know, show me signs. If, you know, if that's if you're one of those people who, who's always asking God for signs, but also speak with spiritual leadership. You know, I knew Safo um, was the person I need to pursue more than just by how she looked. It was mainly character because there are pretty women everywhere in the world, but not every woman is good for your calling. Not every woman is good for where God wants you to be. So be willing to, to just follow God and trust his plan and, and just seek him, you know, so you don't have to question where that help meet will be. God will open that door. Amen, preacher. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both of you guys are just so amazing. And I love how you are very careful with your words and how you really are you know, thinking about the message that you're saying, because I really think that what you're talking about is just so needed today. Mm -hmm. 
especially in the church, we are not having these conversations. And because we're not having these conversations, people are walking around acting like they're okay, but they're not. And so Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. And actually, that brings me to your podcast. Um, Yeah, so share with us a little bit about the Golly Dating 101 podcast. Is that what it's called? Yes. And it's weird because I've always, well, I won't say always. It wasn't like a childhood dream of mine. But for the past like three, four years, I've been listening to podcasts. Um, So since joining the military, you know, even getting deployed, what I would do is I download like dozens of sermons. So that way when I'm, you know, out to sea and I have no signal, that means I have have sermons that I can listen to to keep me sane, you know. So I, I got into podcasts around maybe about 2015. I always thought, man, this is some, something awesome. But podcast was never something I thought I could do, despite seeing the amount of people, you know, follow the page. It's not something really I think I can do. As, you know, Safa was saying earlier, I never really try to put myself out there because I never wanted to seem like the page was about me. You know, it's never my goal to boost myself or try to get paid from it or something, mm-hmm. you know, but it was just something that I felt was needed especially because it's very difficult for us to YouTube. Um, you know, it's very difficult trying to YouTube, especially with Zion running around. You know, now we can podcast during nap times. You know, so it's just something we're praying about. And it's a lot of topics that we'll make a post. And while, yeah, 10,000 people will like it and, and understand, there's going to be two, three, four people that decide to start an argument or they don't understand or they start, you know, whatever Mm-hmm. bickering back and forth when in reality it wasn't a matter of what we said was wrong it's just they didn't understand where we we're coming from because they didn't hear us say it they just read a post right and right. it's so hard to know what someone's mindset is just by looking at their posts or just by reading a caption you know so that's why we've been asking people hey put in your suggestions whatever you want us to address and then we'll be able to get into detail we'll be able to use scripture you know and a lot of people a lot of podcasts that i listen to there are some podcasts that are great and they're helpful, but they don't include scripture or there are a lot that include scripture, but they don't engage people as much as on topics that people want to hear. So I just felt like it was a great, great way to get the, the scriptures out there, a great way to get people actually talking about, get people understanding truth and addressing topics that I've never heard growing up in church. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I've literally had um, a mentor growing up and he was the only person I believe at my church that I could talk about sex with. Um, and he was, you know, he'd keep it real. He, from A to Z, whatever we need to talk about, we're going to talk about it. And if I did anything stupid in my life, it's because I chose to, not because I didn't learn it. But I learned it from one person. And that's not something the church was willing to do with, you know, conferences or with the youth. You know, so we're just trying to get these issues out there and get these things addressed because there are a lot of people with too many questions that I believe churches need to speak up more about. So that's how we created a podcast. And thankfully, it's so far as catching a lot of attention, you know, so we're just thanking God for all the people that are listening. Right. Yeah. I'm just so excited because I feel like there are so many apostolic podcasts that came out this year that it's yes. like blowing my mind. And that I'm just was motivating. Like, it was definitely motivating. Yeah. And I was just like, it's such a God thing. I love it. So thank you so much for taking time to share your hearts on the podcast today. You both are honestly super great and just some like real godly examples for us. 
And so I'm just thankful for your online ministry and that God kind of brought our paths together. And it really does bless the church. It is blessing young and old on a daily basis. And I'm so thankful for you. So can you just take a moment to share where everybody can connect with you online and on social media? All right. Well, I do know it may be a huge you know, female demographic on your page. So I don't expect them to follow me, <laughs> but Godly Dating 101 for anyone using Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> and then you can say hi all by personal. It's okay. I, I, you can follow, unfollow, you know, life goes on. And Safa, you can give them your... <laughs> um, you said, okay, so you said Godly Dating on yes. Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. We also have a blog. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The blog? <laughs> godlydating101.com the podcast it is called the godly dating 101 podcast keeping it simple just the people there maybe the name changes down the line um youtube we are not consistent yet so if you do subscribe i'm sorry that we're not uploading weekly you know we're not we're not that couple (laughs) you know we're not we don't vlog our lives you know so that's not gonna happen but yeah if you use any of those outlets be sure should check us out subscribe you know say hello if you have any topics you like discuss or any issues you feel you want to discuss feel free to shoot us a, a message none of your business ever gets spoken about we're never going to share your identity we're never going to make you feel bad and we're not going to laugh at you no question is stupid right. so if you ever want to reach us reach out to us we may not have all the answers but we will provide scripture and we will pray with you you know if you need it so and um, if you ever reach out to the Godly Dating page, we do have a lot of messages. And so we don't can... send on Facebook. We're behind on possibly yeah, thousands. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> send it on Instagram. Send it on Instagram. Um, we, we look through those more. And if you it's immediate and you maybe you just personally want to talk to me, um, just message my page uh, personally because um, I check my personal page more than or I if Safa doesn't respond, page. message me and, and I'll tell her to message you. Uh, yeah. And it's <laughs> Safa Gray one. No, we're no, not talking about great. Great, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where you can reach us. It sounds like you need to get Zion reading a little ahead of his time so he can get, you know, helping with the family business here reading. Him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's already helping us uh, mail off packages. Yes, um, he's, he's helping mailing uh, out the shirts. <laughs> we have a second design if anybody decides on buying a shirt, you know, and Zion will ship it out within a day. So <laughs> promise you that. Well, thank you guys so much. JC, thank no, you no so problem. much. No problem. We appreciate it. We really the appreciate you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries. It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.